laughing the whole time because it was just yeah, like I know you guys were all funny fucking ha 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 so funny you know it's like it was yeah. funny for like it was just crazy yeah next time that happens to somebody I'm gonna be like oh it's so funny fuck you guys <laughs> two on one a fantasy football podcast with your host Steven Bautista bad boy good boy What's up, everyone, and welcome to a Thanksgiving edition of the two-on-one, a fantasy football podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Bautista. Alongside me, as always, the commish, Tommy Molio, and everybody's best friend, Dominic Rickard. I'm sure everyone is looking forward to spending some quality time this week with family and friends, hopefully watching some good football as well. But first, let's look back at an awesome week 11 of NFL action. NFL Quick Hits. So I could sit here and talk about how the Saints embarrassed the defending champion Philadelphia Eagles 48-7, to or how Andrew Luck is quietly having an MVP season, this last week defeating the Tennessee Titans 38-10, to or we could even talk about how we had nine games last week decided by three points or less. But let's be honest, guys. All we need to talk about is what the heck we saw in Los Angeles on Monday night. Dom, Tommy, I'm just going to give you guys some ridiculous facts real quick, and then you two can discuss what your impressions on this game were. This was the first game in NFL history with 50-plus points scored by each team. There was 14 total touchdowns scored. Patrick Mahomes is the only the third player with two six-plus touchdown games in one season. This was the third most points scored in a game in NFL history. I don't even know who this guy was before this, but Samson Ubukam, first player to have a sack, interception, and multiple touchdowns since sacks became official in 1982. And this one here just blows my mind. The Chiefs became the first team in NFL history to lose a game scoring 50 points. Previously, there were 216 teams who managed to win. And lastly, just to throw some shade on the Bucks, because after all, I am a Raider fan. The Bucks had more offensive yards against the Redskins in Week 10 than the Rams had against the Chiefs, but the Bucks only managed three points. Wow. What do you think, guys? Well, can I add another one to the list? Go ahead, man. Um, do it. Patrick Mahomes is the only quarterback to lose twice after scoring 40 points. Jeez. So in his young career, as good as he is, as much as he's been winning, he's already lost twice by scoring 40 points, and it's just like such an Andy Reid thing to have happened to such a great quarterback. Yeah. Somebody yeah. said on Twitter that, you know, was Patrick Mahomes good on Monday night or was he not good? Basically because he had six touchdowns thrown, but he also had five turnovers that he was responsible for. So what do you think, Dom? Yeah, I think anything over two turnovers is a terrible game. You know, one turnover for a quarterback throwing the ball that much is acceptable, but five turnovers, in my opinion, even though he, through six touchdowns, five turnovers makes it a bad game for him. Not a terrible game, but a bad game. But all those stats that you said, it just reiterates what we've been talking about this podcast for a long time. That's exactly what the NFL wanted. The NFL was the biggest winner in this game. Highest ratings of the year. Yeah. They want NFL games to look like this, and so do we as fantasy football players. No, you're right, because I, I think like all the buzz on Monday night, it just felt different. You know, on Twitter, during the game, even after the game. You know, Tommy, you were tweeting out some stuff about the game. It's just, I think it was just, uh, it's like you, like Dominic said, you know, that's exactly what the NFL wants. But Tommy, you've been on the defense thing for a while now, how bad it is. 
What do you think that says about defense now in the NFL? When you look at the stats, uh, it actually looks like the defense was, there was defense, you know, like you said, there's five turnovers by Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Jared Goff had a couple turnovers. So uh, it looks like as if the defense was doing stuff, but I was watching film and they're still leaving Tyreek Hill wide open. You know, that uh, there's one play, uh, I think it was his first touchdown. He had an inside release uh, on the nickelback and uh, the guy let him go inside, beat him inside. And it's like, okay, well, maybe there's going to be a safety there to step up. And the safety was there, but then he like ran the other way. So I don't get what these guys are doing. I mean, I know there's a scheme, but at the end of the day, you see the fastest guy on the field, uh, the, the best weapon possibly in the league coming right at you and you run away from him. You know, and so I don't get that, you know, and but besides the secondary being terrible, it was really cool to see the defensive line do what they did. And I think all the turnovers uh, had a lot to do with the defensive line play for both teams and and especially the Rams. And, and you know, we I think we expected that with this Rams defensive line. But like you said, Steve, Ebicon, like coming out of nowhere, you know, they have four first round draft picks on their defensive line, but then yeah. they get this guy, Ebicon, and no one's ever heard of, you know, like playing yeah. like a madman and playing lights out. And so it was kind of cool to see, especially in L.A. I think it was actually really cool that the game got moved from Mexico City. No offense to Mexico City or anything like that. It's a great sports town, but but it's Los Angeles, you know, and to have a game like that be in L.A., uh, I, I think it just put it on like a, a bigger stage and they all came to play that night. It was great. That's a good question, Dominic. Do you think that that mattered, moving it from Mexico City um, to Los Angeles? Did they help the players? Do you think it just was a better vibe? Yeah, definitely help the players. You're not playing at 8,000 feet elevation. So I don't care what you say. That's going to slow you down a little bit. It's going to take one or two touchdowns off the board. The other crazy stat, I mean, I know we all know it, but I think 70% of people in Vegas bet the over, and the over was set at like 60, 63, mm-hmm. I think, and which was like the second highest ever. Yeah. That's and they, and they, they blew it out of the water. Yeah. I'm so mad That's, at myself for not betting. Yeah, and so yeah, just to wrap it up, they it, with the vibe of the the game, they brought in the referee super team that they usually do for the Super Bowl or the playoffs, but they usually don't do it during the regular season. So the NFL knew this was a big game. Yeah, Tommy, we talked about it too. Um, next week's Monday Night Football, Monday Night Football got so lucky. Your ESPN uh, with that game, and and Tommy was saying that. Uh, Oh yeah, next week's game is going to be Houston and uh, the Tennessee Titans. Can we oh just uh, watch the replay of uh, the Rams game again <laughs> on Monday Night Football? Uh, it'll be better, you know. I think it'll get better so. rating. Yeah. So, all right, guys, let's go ahead and move on to our next segment. Whoa! Check out our poll. Whoa! Check out this poll, man. All right. So, since it's a short week, uh, I gave the guys of the week off of answering my questions. I think because some of them are getting a little annoyed doing it every week. So I just wanted to poll you guys and kind of look over our fantasy draft from 12 weeks ago. Uh, just ask a couple of questions on each of our drafts, uh, what you would have, what you liked, what you would have done different. And obviously there's a lot of guys on there or who you would have kept the same. So I think we should start with Tommy's draft because he's the first one on the list for me. Uh, Yahoo gave you a C plus grade, Tommy. I know you weren't too happy about that. I think you were choosing fifth overall. Yeah, I think the C plus grade is kind of BS uh, looking at how my team has turned out so far. But, you know, I I did go on a five game losing slide. So I think they were probably giving me that grade for my third and fourth round picks, which kind of haven't turned out. didn't turn out to be anything. And I really had to trade them off my team. Uh, That was Jordan Howard and Alex Collins. I was really high on them coming into the year. But 
I got Antonio Brown and Michael Thomas first. So I, I think, you know, it was definitely a good start to the draft. Yeah. And like I, I was going to say, your team's definitely not what it was when you drafted it because you made some good trades. So, and I think the the grades are real BS. Like if you have two quarterbacks, it helps you because you predict deeper in that position, even though you can only play one. Right. So I, I do, but it, let's just dive right into it. So you had the fifth overall pick. You first you went with Antonio Brown. You know the top four running backs are off. We all know that. Then you had Michael Thompson, Thomas, sorry. Then Jordan Howard, Alex Collins, Tom Brady, Jarvis Landry, Kyle Rudolph, James White eight, which I like that you. I mean, obviously you got him in the eighth round. Jordy Nelson, Najoku, Robbie Anderson. That was a bust, I'm sure. This is your best pick in my opinion. Aaron Jones in the twelfth round. Then Derek Carr thirteen, Harrison Butker fourteen, New Orleans defense. 15 in my opinion obviously your first two picks are solid you you already told us about the three and the four but as i mentioned james white and aaron jones in the eighth and the 12 were great picks anyone you would have changed yeah uh robbie anderson i mean i think he was a little bit of a bust uh he had a good uh into last season kyle rudolph i know when i drafted him i think the other tight ends on the board were jimmy graham and delaney walker i i, I think i i I regret going back or drafting Kyle Rudolph. I wish I would have drafted Jimmy Graham, you know, because obviously Delaney Walker is on IR uh, pretty early in the season. So uh, I think it was a little bit tough, you know, a little shaky there. Jordy Nelson also, I, I definitely didn't turn out to be anything, you know, this year and might retire in like the next week or so. So there's definitely, you know, I took a chance on a few guys, but yeah, I'm really stoked on that Aaron Jones pick. Uh, it kind of reminds me of my Kareem Hunt pick last year. Uh, in the 10th round, uh, I was happy to get him there and stash him. And so far it's turned, working out for me. Yep. All right. Steve. On it. So again, Yahoo gave you a C grade actually worse than Tommy's and you know, you're in second place right now. So again, boohoo the, to the ranking, but you, what did you pick? Uh, you, can you remind me? Uh, first picked was uh Saquon. Barkley. No, 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 no. What number? Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Uh, 10th. I was last tenth? in okay, our, yeah. our league. Yeah. I like that spot because you you can double up on guys, and that's what you right. did. So you so you went Shaquan Saquon first, Melvin Gordon second, Doug Baldwin third. You've already mentioned that in the podcast. That was your yeah. biggest regret. Right. T.Y. Hilton fourth, Lamar Miller fifth, Mark Ingram sixth, Jordan Reed seven, Crabtree eight, Jameis Crowder ninth, Emmanuel Sanders tenth, Sterling Shepard eleventh, Tariq Emmanuel Cohen twelfth. Yep. Damn. Tariq Cohen in the twelfth, <laughs> Matt Ryan in the thirteenth. Anthony Miller, and then this is your best pick. Everyone knows it. James Conner, the 15th. I had a lot round. of good sleepers, man. That, if I would have uh, kept that team, I think my team would have been pretty badass right now, too. Did you, you drop have, or trade Tariq Cohen? I dropped Tariq Cohen, and I even dropped James Conner, and then I like regretted it instantly. Oh, yeah. like, luckily, I picked him up right away. Um, yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, going back, the only guy here that's really – I mean, Sterling Shepard, yeah, just because the – but you also dropped Matt Ryan, and he would have been decent for you. Yeah, he started off terrible. But yeah. uh, in my opinion, is Michael Crabtree. He was your worst pickup, but who would have thought? Yeah. I would even say Michael Crabtree and then uh, Lamar Miller at fifth, man. I'm thinking about that right now. I'm like, damn, fifth? Uh, you know, one thing I would have done probably differently is I think I would have picked the tight end at fifth instead of a uh, um, a running back there just because the tight end's position has been so garbage this year. We go to the fifth round. Uh, people after him. So you you got Mark Ingram. You could have got Jarvis Landry, oh, wow. uh, Greg Olson, yeah, right there, Boom. Sean Watson, 
Uh, those are just some of the Robert Woods was in the seventh. Wow. What a difference uh, hindsight makes, right? Yeah, you got it, man. It's, it's crazy. All right. So we'll go after mine real quick and then you guys can crap all over me. But, uh, <laughs> I got an A minus for my Yahoo grade. And it's really because I drafted Todd Gurley first. Like you can't mess that up. So again, Yahoo grades suck. So I had Todd Gurley first. My worst pick was my second pick, Devontae Freeman. Uh, I know, Tommy, you've never been high on him, but I thought he was the best running back available at 20 coming back around, and uh, definitely some guys left out there, obviously. Then I got Mike Evans third. Oh, this one hurts too. Demarius Thomas fourth. Royce Freeman fifth. So I went back-to-back Denver Broncos. What was I thinking? (laughs) Then then I reached for Marquise Goodwin because I thought he was going to be what Brandon Cooks is now. Then I got really good value, I think, in Deshaun Watson in the seventh. Julian Edelman in the eighth. Trey Burton in the ninth. Then I had Rashad Penny in the tenth. I couldn't believe... Drew Brees was still around, so I drafted another quarterback, even though I never draft two quarterbacks in the 11th. Philadelphia's defense in the 12th. Drafted Nick Chubb, Calvin Ridley, and Robbie Gould. So I actually had Ridley and Chubb as my, you know, deep sleepers, and I should have held on to them like you said, Steve. Damn, I could have had Trey Burton too. And Rashad Penny I, I had, and Julian Edelman I traded away, so... But my biggest regret is taking those two Denver Broncos back to back. And yeah, yeah, I could have got so much more value. That's tough. And I mean, but at the time though, that, I mean, everyone thought that was a pretty decent pick. I mean, that's why they were ranked. So, I mean, you did it for a reason, you know what I mean? It's just, just goes to show you that every year is different. And even every week, because obviously if you had some of those players that you knew were going to do good, you wouldn't have held them on your roster. I mean, fantasy football is a week to week game. You know what I mean? You, you know, you can keep some players and stuff, but it just got to win. Just got to stack up those wins, man. So, you know, hindsight 2020, like the, you said. The other thing I get out of it is I might draft like a l- reliable kicker and defense 10 11 next year because I never keep my later picks. Like, I'm always right. dropping people off. So, <laughs> might as well point. go go with like Harrison Butker as your kicker or, you know, Will Lutz because you know they're, those teams are going to score a lot of points or Greg Zerline. And then a defense like I might be taking the Bears defense 11 next year. But that's what the, they did with the Jags. So that's what Jeff did with the I know, Jags this year. I know. Yep. So and that's your backfire. Yeah. And no defense has ever repeated the same right. as the next year. Yep. yep. All right. All right. Good stuff this week, Dominic. That was pretty interesting, bud. Uh, all right. Let's get into some fantasy football talk. Fantasy, fantasy. All right, guys. We have three games tomorrow. Obviously, the most interesting one is – well, let me give you a quick rundown of them. We have the Bears and Lions first. Uh, Redskins versus Cowboys. And then to me, the most important in fantasy tomorrow is the Falcons and the Saints. Uh, Tommy, you think this is going to be another uh, big shootout like on Monday night, or do you think uh, maybe a little bit less points? I mean, I hope so. I don't know if any any game can ever compare or especially yeah. follow after that Monday night football game. But yeah, definitely a shootout. I'm curious what the over-under is on this one. Um, I would guess at least, probably at least 50. I think the Saints win 42-17. I don't even think the Saints or the Falcons put up that much points on them. And wow. you think the Saints defense is that good? I think they're just rolling and their offense gets so far ahead. That's what I've seen the last two games that they like I think the Eagles are decent. I mean, they've lost a lot of games this year, but they just put them to sleep. They couldn't even couldn't even hang by the third quarter. The over is 61. So oh, they're wow. projecting some points. Yeah, I can see. I mean, I can see. I, I see what you're saying, Dominic. I mean, especially the, <clears throat> the secondary for for the Saints' defense has been ridiculous lately. Um, 
But I mean, Atlanta's got a lot of weapons, and so does New Orleans. And you know, and I think they're going to scheme it up pretty big, especially on a you know national stage uh, Thursday night football and uh, on Thanksgiving night. So I don't know. I, I would still pick the over on this one. Hey Dom, yeah. do you take the points at thirteen and a half? Or uh, right now, they're the Saints are, are the, Saints yeah, the Saints are favored thirteen and a half. Points. I, I take this. I take the Saints still. Like I said, I, I really think it's going to be a forty-two seventeen game. I could see it being the other way where it's a shootout, but yeah. that's how I see the game playing out. So I take the Saints and the points. So really quick, if you had, uh, I'm going to give you three receivers to start. <laughs> Who would you start? So if you had a three T parlay, <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I actually think it should be board bet this one too and keep that hundred dollars riding from last oh, week. Oh, I like it. Can I mean, if you want to take the point off the air, can we leave that off the air? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think about Traquan Smith tomorrow, though? Oh, if you had to start Traquan Smith or Calvin Ridley, who would you start tomorrow? I, off the, off the last last week's performance, Smith for sure. But you have to look back at what Ridley did to the Saints the last time they played. Right. That's when he had his three touchdowns. That's yeah, what I'm hoping for. That was for. his big breakout game. Yeah. Are you starting him this week, Dominic? Oh yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. I, I got I got all ceiling or high, low floor, high ceiling guys because I don't I exactly I don't think I'm gonna beat Tommy, so I'm gonna swing for the fences. Well, and and also as as good as Traquan Smith is, I, I it's it's I think it's hard to really trust any other wide receiver in the Saint on the Saints except for Michael Thomas because Traquan Smith has like fallen off at some games. You know, he's kind of yeah. boomer bust. You know, right. I think Calvin really is gets the gets more opportunities and and is clearly the number two now uh, ahead of Muhammad Sanu. Yeah, and if if Watson has a big game for the Saints, then that means Smith isn't going to have a big game. Like you said, it's boomer bust. You know, one of them is eating, one of them's not, and then right. Michael's always eating. <laughs> Definitely, man. Well, you know, one more thing. Uh, it's crazy how both Chicago and Washington are are starting with new quarterbacks this week. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, kind of. A little bit out of nowhere, ending up on the injury report. You know, is now sitting out, and uh, yeah, Chase Daniels is going to get the start this week. So that's that's super exciting. Uh, and and then for Washington, uh, Colt McCoy, uh, the return of Colt McCoy uh, in Dallas. You know, so that's going to be interesting. I think the last time he was there, he got a win, had a really big game, but I think that was in 2014. I think it was his last start. So uh, it will be real interesting to see what he's going to do this week. Do you guys hear about the Zach Miller industry injury, or did you know about it? I remember it. Yeah. Did you know how severe it was? I saw a special on it today that linked him to, you know, the Alex Smith injury. Yeah, he he dislocated his knee and then it cut up the the artery that runs in the back of his knee and they almost had to cut his leg off and he almost lost too much blood. And wow, I didn't know it was that severe. So he's never going to play in the NFL again. That's my question. Do you guys think Alex Smith is done? You know what? Somebody said that today. I think I don't know if it was Matthew Barry on Fantasy uh, Focus. He said that at his age, apparently it was the same kind of injury as Joe Theismann. And, and Tommy was talking about a little bit earlier how it was like basically happened like, what was it, 20 years or 30? It's like to the same 30 day. Years. It was 30 same years day. ago. Yeah. And the same kind of injury too, which is insane. But at his age, I mean, that's a gruesome injury, dude. So for him to come back, you know, I don't know. I mean, it just depends, I guess, how much um, he loves football. And then, but also for the Washington Redskins, I mean, they're on the hook for a lot of money for him. So, I mean, it could be franchise changing. All right, guys, why don't we jump into our fantasy studs of week 11? Hey, stud. All right, guys, my stud uh, this week is, uh, or two studs, Mark Ingram. He had 16 carries for 103 rushing yards and two touchdowns. And also Jordan Reed, finally, seven receptions, 71 receiving yards, and a touchdown on 11 targets. 
my studs this week are T.Y. Hilton. Congrats again, Steve. Uh, 36 Woo. points, uh, nine targets, nine receptions for 155 yards and two touchdowns. It's great to kind of see T.Y. And, and Andrew Luck back on a roll. Uh, and my second one, uh, not a huge game, but just really good to see Derek Carr. 21 points from 192 yards, two touchdowns, and no interceptions, no turnovers, drove wow. the Raiders down when it counted, got the ball down the field, got the win. Hell, Just, Tommy. hell yeah, Raiders. <laughs> that's the old school Derek Carr I like to see. Wasn't huge numbers, but he led the team, and I was pumped. I was stoked to see it, and I just got to shout it out on this uh, on this week's episode. Nice, man. What about it you, feels, It feels good not to be the worst team in the league, too, doesn't it? Hell yeah. Uh, well, uh, we'll see. <laughs> Tom, Tommy. Tommy uh, already said my guy's name, but he didn't give the stats. My stud of the week was Andrew Luck, 297 yards passing, three TDs, and he had a target. They tried to do a Philly Philly to him, but he dropped it. It was a little overthrown by Eric Ebron. But this was his seventh straight game with three TD passes or more. It's a pretty impressive record. So that was my 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 stud. My dud this week. <laughs> you got the dud! And I know we kind of talked about it off air uh, Steve, you don't think he's a true dud because he was a little hurt, but it's mm-hmm. Todd Gurley. He only had 12 rushes for 55 yards and three receptions for 39 yards for 11 fantasy points. He was forecasted to get 28. Uh, he ended his TD streak, uh, one game TD streak that he had. I think it was like 11 games. And uh, he did have a slightly rolled ankle, but he was my dud of the week. What a game to have a bad week. Just I know. You know, so, of all the hype of everyone else, everyone ate except for Todd Gurley. So I thought weird. for sure he was going to go off, man. I'm yeah, sorry about that, Dom. That sucks. At least, dude. at least a touchdown. At it, least. I, I was thinking at least three, dude. I mean, yeah. come on, 54 points, and he didn't get a touch. Did he not get a touchdown? No. Oh my god! Wow. So my dad, this week, uh, we talked about T.Y. Hilton. We talked about Andrew Luck, and now, now let's talk about Eric Ebron. Guy was been killing it for the past few weeks and has a David and Joku game with zero points, zero targets, zero catches, zero yards, zero production, <laughs> nothing. Uh, so yeah, real shocker. You know, I was going up against Matt, who was playing him this week, and uh, I was really stoked to see that big goose egg on the on the scoreboard. The other guy I had, someone that was really high on, really excited to to trade for him a few weeks ago, uh, but it was Dalvin Cook. Never should have started him. Uh, two points, uh, nine yards for twelve, nine rushes for twelve yards and zero touchdowns. I knew it was a bad matchup uh, yeah. against Chicago, but I kind of felt maybe he was going to be matchup proof, or they would throw the ball to him. And he start, started off hot the first the first possession, and then Mac stripped the ball, and that was it, done for the night. And Murray, yeah, that- Murray didn't do anything either, so it's not like you know someone else took his work from him. They just weren't running the ball. Well, yeah, the even on the even on the other side of the field too. Uh, Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen, like pretty much, I mean, Jordan moved the ball, but, you know, they didn't really do anything fantasy either. So just no run game in this game. Yeah, those defenses were pretty good, man. I think that's what it was. Bears defense is legit. Um, My duds uh, this week, uh, Carson Wentz, um, 156 passing yards, three interceptions, and only six rushing yards. I kind of surprised with this one. I thought for sure you'd get some garbage points. I know in our league he scored one point, uh, which is a killer. Um, and I also had Amari Cooper back to his old ways, three receptions for 36 receiving yards on five targets against a, a pretty weak Atlanta defense that people have been able to be successful with. So um, that's definitely a dud this week. All right, guys, let's now give everybody a free nugget. And uh, why don't we give somebody 
give someone out there our, our number one waiver wire pickup this week. Go ahead, Dominic, start. Yeah, so I'm pulling the Steven Batista. I already picked this guy up. Um, I actually <laughs> picked him up on Sunday because I was that impressed with him during the game. Gus Edwards, running back for the Ravens. Free nuggets. He's their fourth string running back on the depth chart, but he had 17 rushes for 115 yards, a TD, and a two-point conversion try. So uh, I think Lamar running the dive option 28 times a game or whatever it is, 50 times a game, definitely helped Gus out, and they were feeding the hot hand. But I'm going to roll with them against Tommy and see if they do it again. What the hell is going on with that backfield? You know what's funny? Someone said, um, I heard on a Fantasy Pro Focus that – uh, or fantasy pros, excuse me, that they think what happened is that they felt Gus Edwards is more of a downhill runner. And because of those dives that Dominic just mentioned with Lamar uh, Jackson, that that was the reason they decided to uh, to go with Ed- Edwards. Another stat I heard was last year, the same week is when um, Alex Collins in week 11 had his breakout performance, huh. which is just ironic. It's and almost, it the it, same, right? almost the same stats. Yeah. And then he took over the backfield for the end of the season. So, and that's why you're so high on him, Tommy. So I'm hoping for another lightning in a bottle. I mean, the only thing I'll say to that with, with your hope for there, especially because we're going against each other uh, against each other this week, is that Alex Collins still got a touchdown. So it's not like they're not going to use him, but hopefully Gus Edwards still does something because I know a lot of people are picking him up. Definitely the number one uh, waiver wire target on in the fantasy football world. He had 47 snaps compared to, like I think, like 12 between him and uh, everybody else. So uh, he played a majority of that game. It's crazy. Tommy, who's your pickup this week? My pickup this week, I have two. I want to say two because Dominic already took one of them. Uh, Peyton Barber. Free nuggets. He had 18 points last week. Someone's got to run the rock for Tampa Bay, and it looks like maybe he's the guy to do it. Uh, there's not a lot of running backs out there, so might want to take a chance on this guy. Uh, the other guy I have real quick is just Christian Kirk. Free nuggets. From the Arizona Cardinals. Had a really good day. And he's done this a couple times this year, you know, uh, 16 fantasy points and uh, including a touchdown. So it was a good matchup against uh, against Oakland. But, you know, is Josh Rosen going to get settled in there a little bit more? We might see some deeper balls thrown at Christian Kirk. Yeah, my guy this week is uh, Cameron Bray. Free nuggets. I know the tight end, the tight end waiver wire has been terrible and basically the whole position has been garbage the whole year. But. You know, Cameron Braid is the number one tight end now for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because O.J. Howard was put on the IR because of the ankle injury. And obviously, uh, Jameis Winston is now starting again, so he has a really good rapport with uh, Braid. So I think uh, going forward, Braid's going to be a top 10 uh, tight end every week from now on. So Cameron Braid. And I already picked him up, Dom. <laughs> yeah, not surprised. <laughs> All right, Tommy, here we got some voicemails this week. Uh, why don't we uh, answer some of them? We can do Tim's okay. first. Hey, 211. This is Tim, uh, second time caller, long time listener. Uh, yes, Dominic, I am coming for you. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, got a quick question for you fellas to, to ponder and to get some feedback. So I'm in a 10 man friends league and similar to yours, but it's non PPR. Not that it matters in this question. But what do you think or what is your opinion in regards to interleague trades? and um, talking to your team or your opponents within that, uh, in regards to that trade. So, for instance, if I send a trade to my friend and my friend takes that and shows another person in that league about that trade, what do you think about that? 
that's currently going on in my league, and it's a bit of a slippery slope in my opinion. But give me your feedback, and uh, love to hear what you have to say. Thanks. Have a good day. Bye. That's a good question by Tim. Uh, what do you guys think? Well, I think if you're someone's giving you some inside knowledge on a trade, if you're doing a trade offline, you're you're texting with that person, and then that person that you're talking to takes that information and uses it against someone else to try to influence another trade. I don't know. It's a it's a little shady, I think. Um, but I don't know if it's necessarily against the rules. You know, I think it's just kind of comes down to like. I don't know, ethics, I guess, and, and sportsmanship, but I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, Tommy, I'm 50-50 exactly on this one, too. On one end, it's, you know, you're starting a bidding war for your player, and that's good negotiation, and that's that's what GMs do all the time, you know? Oh, they're offering me a number two for this guy. What are you guys going to offer? But right. when uh, we've been in this situation, Tommy, where you're trying to trade with Fosberg, and then I was like, oh, I also am trying to trade, so I'm, I let you know, like, I might be biased. Like I think I feel like you need to just be communication, be upfront, and uh, but yeah, it, it's a little shady. And if you, we talked about this earlier, Steve, if you have to ask the question, uh, then it's shady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you have to ask the question, you probably already know the answer. Um, you know, I think, like you said, I mean, it's questionable. You know, I mean, I also know that, like, if if I would hear that Fosberg's taking, you know, taking a certain player for uh, or making a trade for a certain type of player, and I know I can probably give him a better player to get that person that I want, the same guy. I mean, yeah, you're kind of undercutting the other person. But like you said, GMs do it all the time. I mean, you know, it's just everyone's just trying to win, uh, you know, at, what, at whatever cost. And, like, if it's not against the league rules um, in your in your particular fantasy league, then, hey, man, all's fair in uh, fantasy football. You know, and I think this brings up a good situation that's actually going on right now in our league uh, with Jeff picking up, like, four quarterbacks to stack his bench and limit the amount of available fantasy viable quarterbacks this week for his opponent, uh, Vince, who has Patrick Mahomes on a bye. And, you know, I, I posed this question to Twitter to say, you know, what do you guys think? Is this Bush League or what? And that's definitely the response I got. But at the same time, like you're saying, Steve, it's not technically against the rules, you know? Yeah. And and if he's if he's dropping other players and, and that's what he wants to stack his bench with, I mean, yeah, you can have six kickers if you wanted to, you know? No one's going to, like, stop you there and and, you know, uh, on the flip side, it definitely hinders him from having other players to start. Right. But, you know, I don't know if it's it, it might be shady, but it's not necessarily against the rules. My two cents on it, not to cut in, Steve, sorry, but uh, I guess when I say that, it means I am cutting in. Anyway, <laughs> my two cents on it is we have no waiver wire. So if he wants to hold those four guys on his bench through the game on Sunday, that's completely legal. But if he's trying to drop them right before so Vince can't pick him up, right. Vince should be able to pick up any single one he wants within a minute of the game when Yahoo locks you out. So as long as he's not doing that, like trying to manipulate the waiver wire, I'm completely okay with it because it's a strategy. Yeah, even and that's what we did this summer uh, or in the fall when we before the season started, we changed the rule where um, – because you guys said I was dropping and picking up too many players and, co- and causing <laughs> a waiver wire. Uh, you know, so um, – you know, you guys, we decided as a, as a league to not have any kind of a time between when a player is dropped from a team that you could just pick them up. So um, if Jeff is willing to, you know, have three quarterbacks on his bench and drop, you know, two players for quarterbacks that he's never going to play, hey, man, more power to him if he's willing to do it. 
All right, let's get to our next question from Aaron Rapoli. All right, gurus, this is Rapoli. I'm calling in a question for my work league. I've got Ebron at tight end. Do I pick up Vanette with four stars, or do I go with, oh, what is his name? Uh, the tight end, Uvona, or whatever his name is, from Cleveland, or do I pick up someone else? Thanks a lot, gurus. Have a good day. Well, Aaron, it's clear that uh, you don't know how to pronounce anybody's name in the league. But <laughs> those are all pre- pretty hard to doubt. So I, I get it. So we had a trouble knowing who you were talking about. But I actually think you should pick up somebody else is my answer. And the person you should pick up is Jonu Smith, the Tennessee Titans starting tight end. Free nuggets. Yep. He's had three po- three games in a row with over 10 points. And I think... He didn't score a touchdown last, but he had his highest receptions and yards. And then the two games before that, he had a touchdown. So he's trending up, but make sure Mariota is playing because Blaine Gabbert is the second worst quarterback to start in the NFL this year. And uh, so as long as he's not playing. So he asked me this question off air, um, and I I recommended that he call it in so we can get you guys' opinion. Um, But, you know, C.J. Uzoma from, from Cincinnati does have a really good matchup against Cleveland this week. He's you know their only target, and you know his question of Nick Vanett from Seattle. You know he's he's a good tight end, and he's had a good week, and he's in another good matchup as well against Carolina. But he's still behind Go Dirt there, and you know I, I think he might be a flyer. But I kind of agree with you, Dom. The safer bet might be Jonu Smith. He's definitely been a little more proven uh, over the last few weeks, and again has another good matchup on Monday Night Football against Houston. Free Nuggets. Yeah, that's good. I think that's a good idea. All right, guys. Thanks a lot for leaving voicemails. As always, you can always uh, call us up for if you have any questions uh, for during the week. Uh, but now it's time to go hang out with our favorite commish, Tommy Moe. The Commissioner's Corner. All right, guys. For this week's game in the Commissioner's Corner, because it's Thanksgiving, my favorite holiday of the year, because it's just football and food all day long and family, uh, let's talk turkey. So we're going to go through a list of the biggest turkeys or the biggest busts this season. So this can include guys that got hurt, uh, not their fault, but you know, it happens. Uh, but it's mostly about guys that are ranked really high coming into the season and haven't performed up to snuff. So I'm going to go through a list of the, of the positions and uh, you guys let me know who your biggest turkey uh, was for the season. So Steve, who do you have at quarterback? I have a uh, Deshaun Watson, um, not saying that he hasn't been serviceable or good. You know, he's had a, a, a decent game, but for where he was getting drafted, um, I think he's definitely been a, a kind of a turkey this, this season. Dom? Well, I'd like to combat that just because he is the <laughs> 17th-ranked fantasy player, and I didn't get him till the seventh round, so I think that's good value. But I get what you're saying. Uh, mine is, I hate to say it, guys, Derek Carr, and it's not his fault. Ooh that his team has been traded away from underneath his feet, but uh, he's only had 125 fantasy points this year. Patrick Mahomes, I know he's setting the world on fire, has 398. So almost three times, four times less than Patrick Mahomes. And I consider Derek Carr a top 10 quarterback. Tommy, who do you have? Well, I'll definitely agree with you on the Derek Carr one. And I, I didn't send this meme around to our league yet, but I forgot who they're interviewing and talking about, or maybe it was Derek Carr, but talking about the lack of, of receivers. And, you know, he, he said, there's like 
was like Thanos, like John Gruden came and snapped his fingers and all their <laughs> gone, you know? And it's just, yeah, that's like what's been happening. And, and like we went down uh, the recap of the, tri- uh, of the draft and, you know, I had a lot of hope on Jordy Nelson, you know, kind of because of that, because Carr was supposed to have a really good year with a new good offense. So yeah, I definitely agree with you, Dom. Uh, but the guy on my list is, is Marcus Mariota. And not, you know, because he was supposed to be really good this year, but just, you know, the guy was at least serviceable the last couple of years. And because of his running game, you know, could get you some points. And and I've definitely had him on my team before. But for a starting quarterback in the league, he's just completely fantasy irrelevant all year, you know, averaging just under 14 fantasy points per game with four games of five points or fewer. So a big time bust in, in my book and, and kind of sad to see because, you know, that's my boy. All right, Dom, uh, who's your biggest turkey at the wide receiver position this year? Oh, this one's easy for me. Uh, Marquise Goodwin. I reach for him, I think, in the sixth or seventh round. I think I could have got him in the tenth, but I really, from the preseason with Garoppolo, with Shanahan running the the offense, I thought he was going to be Brandon Cooks. And he's had one big fantasy game, 28 points but he only has 78 points total for the year. So a third of his points came in one game. That's how bad he's been. What about you, Steve? I have a uh, Doug Baldwin. I drafted him in the third round and I probably should have listened to, you know, the, all the news about his uh, knee and, and how he was going to do good, but I ended up trading him away. Um, he just had his first uh, touchdown. I think it was last week. So definitely Doug Baldwin for me. I have Kelvin Benjamin on my list. Um, you know, he's someone I actually traded for from Dom uh, a few years ago and, and did really well for my team and, and helped my team get in the playoffs. Uh, but he's only broken 10 fantasy points one time this year. And and I guess kind of like kind of like the Niners and, and the loss of Jimmy Garoppolo, losing Josh Allen, you kind of had a lot of hope, at least more hope for, for that offense than what they've been lately, um, especially when they were trying to start Nathan Peterman. And so, yeah, Kelvin Benjamin... Big body has a lot of potential, I, I guess, at least, you know, in the red zone, but just doing nothing this season. I would like to add that if Antonio Brown got traded to the Bills, I would not be drafting him because it's too cold to catch balls in Buffalo later in the season. So I, I just am not ever high on Buffalo Bills receivers. Yeah, you can't catch rocks, right? I'm never high on Buffalo Bills, period. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who do you guys have for the running back position? I got Dalvin Cook for me. Um, I know he did get injured, but I mean, I had him. I had I was high hopes for him this year, especially after last year before he got injured. Um, but I'm very disappointed, man. Only has 109 rushing yards already, um, for the year and 16 receiving. Uh, I can't be uh, 100, excuse me, 125 receiving yards for the year. So not a good year for Dalvin Cook, uh, obviously this year. So hoping uh, he turns it around. But that's definitely my turkey. Yeah, uh-huh. I I don't even want to say his name because I thought we moved on it from this podcast, but he is the biggest. <laughs> I was going to say turkey, him, but yeah, the biggest jive Turkey Le'Veon Bell. Like jive turkey. just call me no JT. We all, I don't, it's, it's like, it's like the LeBron when he left for uh, Cleveland the first time, like no one was really mad that you left to go get a championship. It's how you did it. It's the same way with Le'Veon Bell. No one's mad that you're holding out to get paid, but it's how you did it. You could have, told them you know you could have not led people on you that's what i'm really mad about so anyway tommy who do you have i i have jarek mckinnon uh and i know he got hurt it's not his fault it's It's just when you're drafted in like the third round i think like he was in our league i mean you're just expecting something you know and and at least one game and and so 
I get it. It's not his fault, but you uh, just wanted to shit on Jeff one more time. <laughs> one more time. <laughs> Sorry, McKinnon, you, know. you blew out your knee. <laughs> Sorry, thanks a lot. Your knee should have been stronger. <laughs> no, I just think you know for for where people invested the, the draft picking them, you know, and and just getting hurt, it just sucked because at least everyone else that has been picked up or drafted for the most part has done something this year, even if it was just one game, uh, one breakout game. And and so, yeah, definitely my biggest Turkey, but that's, that's for you, Jeff, for trying to smack talk me this past week. All right. For, uh, how about let's do the last one at the tight end position, Steve. Um, for me, the tight end has to be Rob Gronkowski, um, basically because of how high he was drafted, um, this year. Um, and he only has uh, 29 receptions for, uh, 448 yards this year um, and only one touchdown. So uh, very disappointing for Gromp. We thought he was going to be healthy. So he's coming back this week. So see how he does for the rest of the year. Hopefully he helps out Tom Brady. <laughs> Definitely. All right, Dom. Yeah, I have um, Evan Ingram, actually. I mean, I thought he – definitely a high-rising stock. Uh, he definitely looks like a wide receiver, not a tight end. But I know Eli Manning has thrown the rock and – it's a terrible offense, but I had high hope for him, and I even got him in the Le'Veon Bell trade, and I just dropped him from my team because I started him last week. He got eight points, but I think that's his ceiling. I don't think that's his floor. So uh, he's only got 57 total fantasy points, and I know he was hurt mm-hmm. beginning of the season, but he looks like the fourth, fifth option on that that team, and they're not very good. Yeah, Tommy, who right. do you have? I have, uh, I have someone that's close to my heart that just got dropped off my team, uh, Kyle Rudolph. Uh, we, again, talked about where I drafted him earlier. He, he started pretty decent, you know, the first four weeks. I was definitely willing to trade away uh, David and Joku um, because Kyle Rudolph was killing it. You know, in the first five weeks, he averaged 11 fantasy points per game, and then the last five weeks, uh, not including his bye week, he's averaged just under six points per game. So, uh, big time bust for me. I know Steve. Uh, you and I were pretty hot on him, I think, like two years ago. And then yeah. um, even last year, you know, like a little bit of a of a dip and, you know, thinking he would bounce back this year. And I'm still, I don't know, maybe hoping he does. But for as good as that Vikings offense can be, really just kind of shocked and sad to see him play so crappily this year. All right, guys. So that's uh, that's all I got for you for this week. All right. Let's get into Super Friends League talk. The Super Friends League. All right, a quick recap for Week 11 games. We had stand-up Colin defeating Jeebus Strikes Back 192-115. to Good job, Aaron. Um, we also had the Expendables defeating Watson Mackinac My Girly 118-84. Come on, Dom. Um, we had the Godfather <laughs> defeating Arm Rodri 125-108. We had Time to Eat defeating uh, Brady's Brown Boys 152-125. And we also had a Rams-Chiefs game in our league this uh, week. Uh, Mexicans was able to hold off uh, Noble Savage's rush by 189 to 186. All right, Tommy, give us the game of the week. Well, perfect segue, Steve. The week 11 game of the week goes to Steve, the manager of Mexicans, for barely holding on for his 189 to 186 win over Noble Savage's in an incredible Monday Night Football game. Uh, with Noble Savages nearly coming back from a 100-point deficit with only Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill left to play. 
In fact, Vince's team, Noble Savages, was actually up by one point at, uh, towards the end until Mahomes threw his second to last interception, bringing him back down by one point and then getting another chance at victory because Sean McVay can't run the clock out with Gurley for some reason, only to have it slip away again with another Mahomes interception. <laughs> It was amazing how this fantasy matchup mirrored the greatness of that Monday night football game. That's and I even had to tell Steve at one point that, Hey, chill out, man. There's no way Mahomes and Hill are going to score. that." I game. know, dude. So, uh, Steve, how, how puckered was it? <laughs> uh, yeah, that was terrible, man. Um, you know, when I texted you that, I think I was still winning by like 45 points and you texted back. I was like, Hey Tommy, I'm getting nervous, man. This is getting ridiculous. Just cause at the, it wasn't the fact that they were scoring. It was at the speed that they were scoring. Um, and, uh, you're like, no, chill out, man. Like they're not going to score that. There's no and way. There's no way. And, uh, you know, at the end of the game, dude, I mean the, the, uh, I, I'm on a four game losing streak. So for everybody knows I haven't won in a month. Um, and I was winning 189 to 92 before the game. So I was like, I was feeling good. You know, I was happy break this curse. And then, uh, the game happened and I wish I could say it was enjoyable, but it, it really wasn't. <laughs> Luckily I came out on top. So uh, Steve, were sorry, you rooting Vince. for, were you rooting for Kelsey and Sammy Watkins? You're like, is there any other receivers on I, this team? I, did. I just, I mean, you, you cannot, when you're getting, when that's happening to you, you can't, describe the feeling like you're just like oh my god the world's out to get you like you know can someone please cover Tyreek Hill it's the only damn player that's doing anything you know you know it's crazy and then when that last I saw the ball flutter up <laughs> at the last pick and I was like oh my god because you know if he didn't catch that they still had an opportunity to obviously score some more points so uh, when I saw that bottle fluttering up I was like please don't drop the ball don't drop the ball so I got lucky thanks Vince man I appreciate that win uh thanks for giving it to me man because uh that was that's tough but that's tough for vince too man scoring 186 points and still losing too that's that's rough it's like a buzzsaw but yeah he was carrying the saw on yeah it's crazy man um so yeah i mean i think my biggest observation of the week too is uh rapoli's team back-to-back weeks over 170 points um he actually scored 192 points so he would have beat me and vince um he's training up you know i gotta play him this week again so Hopefully he doesn't go off and he has a bad week. Yeah, so I think it's time to give a recap on the standings just because it's shifted so much. Uh, for the first time this season, we have Matt, time to eat, in first place at 8-3. and three. First one to clinch a playoff spot in our league. Then we have Vince, Noble Savages at 7-4. and four. Uh, Steve at 7-4. and four. The Mexicans, myself at 7-4. and four. Uh, And John at 7-4. and four. So Vince is second, Steve's third, I fell all the way to fourth, and John's in fifth. Rounding out the last playoff spot is Tommy, Brady's Brown Boys, five and six. Uh, tied with the same record as Art, but has almost 200 points more than him. Art's five and six as well. And then Jeff's trying to catch Tommy by him losing twice and him winning out at four and seven. And then Arm Rodgery and Stand-Up Collins are in running for the Laughing Ass Trophy. It's no longer just Aaron's... Oh, it's, I guess it's both Aaron's race, but not always. <laughs> I have to do it one more time and remind you guys that Arm Rodgery had a second second round pick, and he's competing for the Laughing Ass Trophy. Wow. Granted, Le'Veon Bell had something to do with that, right. but that is unbelievable to me. First to last. That's crazy, man. I hope he gets it. Nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's crazy that uh, for Rapoli's team to be sitting at last place for so long, going, I believe, nine games uh nine game losing streak, you know, without a win to still have a shot at the playoffs is crazy. And, you know, what's freaking me out is 
Uh, it's still wide open, but it's wide open to take my final spot in there at the sixth spot. So I'm hoping I can at least get these two wins and, and hold on to to that last sixth spot for the playoffs. Yeah, it's been definitely an exciting year. Um, and I think this is a perfect example of even when you're losing, uh, you want to sc- and it sucks, you want to score as much as many points as possible. So I know sometimes we lose those games where you know you, you had a great week and the other person just you happened to play that one guy in the league that had a great week. Um, you know, those points matter. Like for Tommy, he's up 200 points. So even if he ends with Art with the same record, you know, he's going to go in the playoffs and Art stays home. So um, just always, uh, always want points, 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 points. Hey, so right now, if uh, the playoffs started, uh, Vince and Matt would have a bye. Steve, you'd be playing Tommy three versus six, and I'd be playing John. Oh, God, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so Dominic gets another easy matchup. Come on. <laughs> oh, All right. poor John. <laughs> oh, sorry, John. Sorry, John. So, any suggestions to any teams out there, or is it getting kind of hard to give suggestions now because uh, we're getting kind of tight till the end? Well, yeah. besides Art's team, I think everyone's just their their teams are looking good. They're they're all making great pushes for the playoffs. Um, you know, and seeing, I think we've talked about before, Matt and Vince definitely, I think, have the best teams this year. And uh, it's really interesting to see John where he's at. And yeah, I think he has a good team, but just looking at his point total, you know, it, it's kind of low for being at a position that he's at. So I'm hoping it kind of evens out a little bit. And as much as I want John to make the playoffs, I mean, with that point total, I don't know if he deserves it. I don't know. He actually has less, less points than uh, last place, which is Rapoli. Yep. It's crazy. All right, guys, let's make it hot in here with some blazing predictions. Blazing predictions. All right, guys, let's quickly uh, go over last week's uh, our last week predictions. I was in last place again with only one correct. Uh, Dominic and Tommy both tied at two. Um, so right now, the running total for the year, Dominic's in the lead with 32 correct. Tommy behind him at 31, and I'm at 27. Let's start with our first game, um, the Expendables versus Jeebus Strikes Back. Tommy, start us off. Ooh, even just quick looking at the uh, at the projected points for this one, uh, Jeebus Strike Back is projected for 141 and got <laughs> expendables at 119. Uh, Adam Thielen and D Hop are, are going to have some big games this week, you know, and, and I'll be interested to see what LaShawn McCoy does uh, for Jeebus Strikes Back versus uh, Chris Carson for the expendables. And also, like we talked about earlier, Gronkowski coming back. So if he has a good game, I think Expendables has a shot. But I'm going to pick Jeebus Strikes back this week. Yeah, I'm going to go with suit with Tommy and pick John on this one. I don't trust anyone on Art's team below Julio Jones. I don't trust Alshon Jeffrey, Tariq Cohen tomorrow. I think he might have a good game, but who knows on a Thursday, early, early week. Chris Carson, I don't trust. I don't even know if Gronk's going to play. I think they might send him out one more week. And then... Uh, Allen Robinson without Mitch Trubisky throwing to the ball. I just don't trust any of those, so I got John. Also, is Ark going to just roll with Greg Zerline at his kicker with an off week just because? Free nugget. Free nuggets. <laughs> Steve, Steve, who do you have? All right, I, I agree with you guys. Um, I'm taking John right now. I think Art's team is just way too boomer bust. Um, you know, with Alshon, Cohen, Carson, Gronk, Robinson, uh, starting two bears kind of scares me, you know? Um, so, and, and then on the other side with Hopkins stealing, you know, I am a little nervous about, uh, John's, uh, running backs, but you know, I still think he can, can keep, uh, keep a good, uh, points total for the, the week and win. 
All right, guys, let's go to the next one. Um, Noble Savages versus the Godfather. Big game. Obviously, there's some controversy already with the uh, Godfather having four quarterbacks on his team. Uh, Tommy, why don't you start this one off? Yeah, this one's a little bit tough. I mean, Godfather's been having some good weeks, and he and he really needs a win. Um, the other thing I think that's really interesting about this week is is all these players with on the Chiefs and Rams are on bye weeks, so we're seeing um, seeing the bye weeks hit pretty hard here. Um, but I think you know, I think Vince is going to still pull it off, mostly because of Alvin Kamara. I think he's just going to have a freaking huge game and Odell Beckham as well. And as as good as Jeff's team has been doing lately, uh, I really don't want him to get another win and, and you know, just kind of let him sit back for the playoffs and, and hang out. So I'm going to pick Vince. Do you guys see the game inside the game, the trolling that Vince is doing <laughs> back, to Steve, back to Jeff? He, start, he picked up Alex Smith. Obviously, he's on IR, and he has him starting right now. That is great, Vince. I'd like to give you a shout-out for that. Uh, I'm gonna he's pick, well aware of on Johnson being out this week, too. Yes. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick Jeff in this one just because I do want you to feel the pressure from behind. Uh, I don't think you're feeling it from Art because of his point total, but if Jeff wins another one, it, it's going to make it interesting. So I'll, I'll pick Jeff in this one, not even <laughs> talking about any of the matchups. I don't, yeah, really cool. know if, I don't know if I like that pressure from behind. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, it's a family show, guys. Uh, I'm also taking Jeff as well. Um, I just think that I'm hoping Vince loses because I want to catch up a little bit. Um, but I do like Jeff's matchups. You know, I like uh, Andrew Luck is killing it. Keenan Allen's coming on. You know, Matt Braid is good uh, at playing against Tampa Bay, which is a huge uh, uh, matchup for him. So maybe Lamar Miller is the only guy that I'm kind of questionable. And on the other side, you know, I think Vince is going to be affected and he's going to feel not having those 40 to 50 points from Patrick Mahomes. Um, so uh, we'll see what goes on, but I think I'm going with Jeff. All right. Next one is time to eat versus arm Rodgery. I'll go Dom, first. Start us off. Yeah, I got a, uh, I got arm Rodgery in this one just because I want Matt to lose. I don't like that. He has Kiki Kute against Tennessee and uh, he's starting two Jags running backs right now, Fournette and Yeldon. <laughs> I'm, not sh- I'm not sure if he's trolling on that one, but he hunts on a buy for him, and so is Kelsey. So his team, Matt's team, is definitely hurting this week. So that's why I'm picking Aaron. Aaron's got Carson Wentz better have a good back- bounce back game, and then uh, Kit- Christian McCaffrey and Mixon are going to be two solid running backs. You know, for um, how for how good Matt's team has been doing lately. I never realized how bad it looks without Cream Hunt in there, you know. Because yeah, Fournette is a good running back, and that's it. And Kelsey, Uh, yeah, and Cooks and Kelsey. But you know, at running back, it's like he has no one else, you know. And like, there's some of us that are carrying like three or four, you know, viable running backs, and he barely has two, you know. So yeah, I don't know about starting Yeldon. I think maybe seeing it going against Buffalo, um, and and even Eric Ebron maybe has a bounce back game, but. just like Jeff, uh, just like you said, Dom, I, I, I want Matt to lose. So uh, let's go Arm Rodri this week. Yeah, I'm going with Arm Rodri just because of the matchups. Um, I like Aaron's matchups with, uh, you know, Juju Smith against Denver, uh, Carson Wentz, um, Mixon, and even um, uh, Marlon Mack against Miami. Um, and then on, on Matt's side, uh, you know, like you said, the two Jags, I don't get that at all. Ebron is just so boomer bust. And I think he's, you know, last, you know, he, he didn't have the targets last week, you know. And the week before that, it was three. So, um, 
you know, I think that uh, hopefully Arm Rodri is able to win. All right, now we're going to uh, the next game: Mexicans versus Stand Up Collins. Uh, Tommy, start us off. Mexicans projected for one fifty eight. Liking that. Um, you know, I think if T. Y. Hilton keeps doing his thing, and you know, Drew Brees is going to go off as well as Saquon and Mel- Melvin Gordon, especially with a great matchup against Arizona. Uh, I, I don't know how Stand-Up Cullen really has a chance. I know his team's been hot lately, hot lately and been trending up. And, you know, Zeke Elliott has a great matchup tomorrow. I, I'm really excited to see what he's going to do. And and Kelly Galladay filling in for hurt Marvin Jones. I mean, he's definitely the number one now. But I, I think Mixon's is still going to pull it off. I mean, the, your team's looking strong. And, you know, I think you're going to kind of live and die by Nick Chubb. I think that's your, maybe your one wild card right there. Yeah, I'm going to just pick on pure emotion and go with stand-up Colin on his three-game win streak. Hopefully he puts up a lot of points because he's going to need to against Steve's solid running backs. The only, I'm worried about Vance McDonald. I know he's had a couple good games, but he scares me every time just because there's so many people in Pittsburgh. But yeah, let's go with Aaron for his three-game win streak. Take all the top Titans down. Yeah, dude, I'm uh, I'm a really nervous about this one, especially because, you know, stand-up Colin is obviously projected at 136. That's not bad. And, you know, one bad player. Anytime you got a lot of players that are projected high, it's always kind of nerve-wracking. So, But having said that, I'm still going to take myself. I like my matchups. I got a lot of greens this week. You know, Barkley with Philadelphia, Melvin Gordon, Arizona. Um, picked up Braith this week and Chubb at Cincinnati. So um, I'm going to take myself this week uh, to defeat stand-up Colin. All right, last game of the week, the host bowl again. Uh, Watson Mackin on my girly versus Brady's Brown Boys. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and pick this one first. I mean, looking at the teams, I want to pick Watson Mackin on my girly because I just <laughs> want to curse him again, but I don't know how I can. I mean, I think Dominic's walking into a buzzsaw. Um, the only one I'm kind of questionable about is uh, for Tommy's side is uh, uh, Tom Brady and possibly Njoku. Uh, but the matchups are good with Antonio Brown, Michael Thomas, James Conner. But obviously, Dominic definitely has a fighting chance, so... Uh, some of these players go off for him. Yeah, I think it's Tommy in a landslide. I mean, my best player, my only hope, Todd Gurley's on a bye this week. I'm glad he's getting healthy, but I don't even know if I'm going to start Deion Lewis. I've, he's been terrible the last two weeks, and the only thing I can do is start as many Monday night players as possible to make Tommy sweat just a little bit with his 150 points that he's going to be sitting there on Sunday evening. So uh, I, I got Tommy in a landslide. Did you pick up Jonu Smith? As you were talking about him on this podcast right now, yeah, it was it was it was definitely being debatable, and then I dropped uh, Ingram, and I'm starting him right now because Mitchell Trubisky's not going to play. Well, the, the two people I'm worried about that have been talked to, talked about on this podcast a little bit, uh, Dalvin Cook, starting him in the flex. I think he just has a better matchup than uh, going against Green Bay than Aaron Jones does going against Minnesota. So I think I'm going to go there and not liking Adrian Pearson's uh, outlook for this week. But, you know, my bold prediction for this week, my hot take, uh, is that we see a bounce back game from Njoku. I I think he's going to break out uh, and be the tight end that we're all hoping he was going to be. He has a really good matchup against Cincinnati. And I I think Baker has kind of gone into his own in that offense, and and they're going to throw him the ball a little bit more and get those targets back up. So I'm going to pick myself just because I need to stay in that sixth spot. I, affo- I could afford to lose last week, but can't afford to lose this week or next. So, hey, quick the way. question. Didn't you drop Jacksonville's defense for Buffalo? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. 
Did you see that I picked him up at starting? Bull move. And I picked up Buffalo to go against Jacksonville because I think Buffalo is still a better defense than Jacksonville. Um, I think they had a Jacksonville had a decent week last week, but a little bit of a fluke. Uh, against Pittsburgh, as we saw in the second half, they fell apart and Pittsburgh got the win. But I think Buffalo going up against uh, God, who's their terrible Bortles. Blake, uh, Blake Bortles uh, in Jacksonville. I'm I'm expecting at least one pick six. I wish our matchups were closer, like we matched up in other places. So it came it down came to down. defense. That would yeah. be yeah. that'd be fun. Good All luck. right, guys. Good luck this week. Good luck with the Gus Edwards. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys that does it for today um we want to wish uh, uh you guys's families from ours at two-on-one fantasy football podcast a very happy and safe thanksgiving um as always if you like what you're listening to please rate and review the show on itunes or follow us on soundcloud uh, please leave any comments or questions in our yahoo fantasy app or you can hit up the voicemail line during the week or send us a tweet at the pods twitter handle at two-on-one ffb podcast and as always you can find us on Twitter as well. I'm at FB Savant7075. And I'm at TMO52 underscore. And I'm at YeastMode24. Happy Thanksgiving, guys, and good luck in fantasy this week. Oh, guys, I'm sorry. I forgot to change, and I had uh, Stand Up Colin and Godfather marked down on Ottowin. I apologize. I will take them off and not be involved in any more games. That boy good. That boy good. That boy good.